A powerful dance work examines some of the reasons behind the shockingly high number of Aboriginal youth taking their own lives. After being seen around the world, it's about to premiere here in Aotearoa. Aboriginal choreographer and dancer Dahlia Pigram is performing Gudir Gudir as part of the Tempo Dance Festival. The time the word suicide did not exist in Aboriginal languages is over. This is the time that our young people hang themselves in trees. This is the time the Kimberley region holds one of the highest suicide rates in the world. Dahlia is from Broome in Western Australia where she's involved with efforts to keep the Indigenous language and culture alive. Despite this, many young people are taking their own lives, so please note that there are references to suicide in the following interview. First of all, I, I would really love to know more about Broome and, and your community in Broome. Well, Broome, uh, the town itself, sits on Yaru country, the, the country of my people, um, from my both my mother and father's sides. Um, um, it's a small town, um, but quite active and um, has had most influence by the pearling industry back in the day, um, which uh, prevented it from being um, a part of the policies of, of the past. Um, in Australia there, we had that uh, white Australia policy, uh, which was looking for a white Australia, of course, and so the Asian divers that came to Broome um, to dive for the um, much sought after pearl um, and pearl shell uh, were exempt from that, um, our town and, and the Torres Strait Islands. And so it's quite a multicultural town made up of um, many different cultures over generations um, that have called it home. So the fabric is quite um, uh, immersed in all kinds of culture and, and religion. And, and so I think the growing up in a place like Broome, um, um, you're instilled with respect for other people's ways and culture and, and could have been a great example to the rest of Australia had we not have had silly policies like, like the one back then. Having, um, having avoided the, the, the curse of the white Australia policy, though, Dahlia, and I, and I read that, you, you know, there are real efforts being made in Broome about the the language they I would say here the the culture you know to keep these alive, but still the community is hurting and still the young people are struggling. Why is that? Yeah, it's I mean it's the the continuous effects of colonisation and um, and you know having governments make decisions for a people that um, you know people's movements or who they can marry and, you know, just governing every aspect of life um, in that Western world. Um, and Western Australia is, is very well known for its brutality. It's, um, you know, uh, ex extreme kind of uh, law enforcement uh, in, in regards to that. I think it even um, wins a little bit of inspiring the apartheid um, regime over in uh Africa, so it's like um, the the way that they treated our people were um, quite uh, devastating, um, and I guess that that intergenerational trauma that's um, that we see played out in in many of the social issues that we 
you deal with today, uh, um, those effects from ongoing, um, you know, inability to be free of that, to be uh, self-determined and, and, and run things our way and, and, you know, have our cultures and our um, way of, ways of knowing and being um, acknowledged and respected and valued as, as a, a legit way of life. Um, I think we're still working through that with ed- education systems, um, you know, only telling one side of history, the truth telling that um, wider Australia, Indigenous Australia are asking for um, is, is part of that journey to, to rectify these things that um, will hopefully have a positive effect on, on the way we can all move forward, um, you know, uh, acknowledging those things of the past that aren't so, um, uh, so much to be proud of, but, but to, to learn from those so that we don't keep repeating. And this, this is what it feels like for many of um, Indigenous Australians is this thing of repeating history over and over in just a different form. So for your young people, and this is the story you're telling in your work, for your young people when you're talking to them, when you're doing your reading, um, doing your research for this work, what what are you learning? Why are they struggling so hard? I mean, you, it, it's so sad because you'd think perhaps there was hope for them, but they seem to be finding this particularly difficult this time. Um, with all that colonial history, as you're saying, weighing on their shoulders, but but not seeing enough hope in the future, and it's so sad. Yes, it's devastating, and you know the the work we do in Marigeku, and also the work that I try to do, um, teaching my own language back home in Broome um, to help be the conduit between elders and and the future, is to um, connect our young people with their history, with their culture with their language and when I say their you know obviously Yaru specific is for Yaru people but what Yaru ways of knowing and being if people are living in that place on Yaru country if you're not of Yaru descent or you're not of that particular um, nation you are still valuing and learning from that point of view how to interact with country with with people, with um, history. And I think by reinforcing um, a sense of belonging to to anything for young people is ultimately the, the goal and ultimately the most important thing for them to feel a sense of belonging. And I think that's truly what is missing with uh, many of the younger people that um, we see falling victim to to um, you know the, the social issues that that are, you know just the tip of the iceberg. We're only seeing um, you know those of expressions of the of of the um, ongoing and kind of connected back way back to um, to times of of colonialism. But we. You know the hope I think in in the Kimberley, and this is something that I try to show in 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 Good Ed, Good Ed, the piece that I'm here to perform, is the the strength and the resilience. Like in a young person's face in Broome, you will see that same strength and resilience that you will see in the elders that stood for something that that um, didn't stand up and fight for nothing. They, they they've done that for for these young people, and it I think what saddens me the most is that the young ones aren't 
acknowledging that as much. They're, they're forgetting that our, our old people fought long and hard um, different battles to, to try and make a space and place for them. And while it's challenging and this new world is, is a different one, um, you know, that connection to, to that, um, those stories and the, that history and those elders and, and that community is the thing that's missing because the, the lack of respect for oneself is um, really, really uh, prevalent in, in the Kimberley at the moment. This work, I mean, I'm, I can't even imagine for you, Dahlia, uh, performing this. Um, uh, even in the stills, you can see the work that you're doing with ropes, and this is referencing um, a, a prevalent form of suicide for um, for the young people, but it's it's stark, the, 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 the use of ropes. Did you have to think about that when you were creating the work? Oh, for sure. I, um, I'm no professional in terms of you know, health and well-being, uh, you know, and suicide prevention and things like that. But I do know that art has a way of uh, interacting with uh, difficult and complex issues in from from a different angle. And and it was what I was interested in doing in this piece because I'm I'm not I'm not trying to educate people on suicide prevention but I need to it's like healing for myself as well like you say it, to perform it is a bit bit of medicine for myself to to um, to face my own community and its problems um, with my art form um, and things like the net might it's a fishing net at, at one stage and it's something that's playful um, in one way but and also risk-taking and 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 that ability that our young people have to take risks and that that getting deeper and deeper these days um and um but also an you know a form of entrapment um so i play with the net in in that way um but it also connects me to my most fondest and um memories of childhood and and being with family and learning about country and um and what i teach my own kids today You've performed this work around the world, and, and I, I imagine though, when you've performed it in Australia, have you had the kind of reaction that you were hoping for? I mean, it might be an outpouring of of people talking to you about their stories, but as you say, you know, art can do something that news headlines can't do in terms of reaching people so much more directly you know you you can't brush it off you can't turn the page of a newspaper or flick away from a screen when you're in a theatre watching a really powerful work like this so what are the kind of responses that you've had from your audiences yeah I mean it's performed it I think near 80 times now around around the world and um you know it's always such a privilege to have people come and view your work um from from resonating communities as well, like we've performed it in, you know, deep into the Kimberley and to remote Aboriginal communities, which obviously speaks directly to the to the audience that I had in mind um, when creating the piece in terms of uh, respect and representation, but then taking it to places in uh, North America and, and, and places like Toronto and and speaking with the local um, 
uh, First Nations people there um, and how much resonates in, in their own communities and the treatments, um, you know, that they've undertaken as well and, and the restrictions and the, and, and the life governed by, um, you know, uh, by the, the dominant culture, um, these kinds of things, you know, open up conversations um, and allow for people to see that they're not the only ones going through that struggle. And then going to places like Germany and um, I remember having amazing Q&A um, conversation after a performance in, uh, I think it was Ludwigshaven, could have been Luxembourg, one of the two, and, um, you know, had how in depth they were looking at their communities that were suffering with things like um, suicide um, and connecting. And actually it, sometimes it surprised me that they knew more about Australia's history than Australian, the average mainstream Australian um, person would know about Indigenous Australian history, um, which goes to show this day and age of, um, you know, the ability to self-educate yourself um, with others, uh, you know, with, with an interest in something. So it's like gone other days that people see Indigenous Australians as the, you know, the lone warrior standing with his leg up on his um, knee wearing a naga and a spear, you know. Um, these are the things that um, surprise me when I, uh, in a good way, when I'm performing with uh, two audiences that um, connect from a feeling uh, and that's something that I um, I pride myself on. I, like every time I connect with any audience if anywhere around the world, I'm I'm trying to access my lian, which is like my spirit and my um, my ability to then punch that out to to each person in the room that's witnessing um, and give them everything I've got. So um, if I'm able to make move people or or get them to feel something from, even if it's anger, <laughs> um, from a different angle or think about a subject matter from a different angle or perspective, it, it's doing my job. Do you have hope for the future, Dahlia, for the for this generation, the, the, the difficulties that they face? And, of course, there's, as well as identity, is, uh, there's social media, there's anxiety, there's poverty, there's pressure, there's climate change i mean the this generation there's so much COVID, for heaven's sake there's so much on them but are you are you hopeful for them for, for this generation that we can get through this moment that's so hard and and help them to hang in there yeah i think without hope where it's it's all for nothing isn't it i i hope i hope myself that good ed good ed shines that light on on the resilience and, and strength of our youth and, and, and that strength and resilience comes from connection to ancestors, comes f and, you know, I'm not just talking about Aboriginal people here, I'm talking about everybody, all youth that are dealing with all of this, um, but I'm obviously commenting on my own community in this way um, that I definitely have hope for them because without that um, I, I sure wouldn't have had kid, kids of my own and... I know that uh, we, you know, when faced with, with challenges, there, there can only be solutions. We have to find that way and, and that light and that hope at the end to, um, to go forward. And, uh, you know, 
Indigenous Australians have been doing that for shape-shifting through the times for so long um, and fighting for for that ability to um, share their own knowledge too. So I think that keeps me wanting to be part of it, to to be a link in the chain for, for the next generation and, and I'm hoping my hope for the next generation when I'm teaching them language or when I'm, um, you know, sharing our processes of marigaku performing, making intercultural performance um, that's culturally informed, I, I feel like that's all working towards um, this change that we're all wanting to be a part of to, to face what's coming. Dahlia Pegram will premiere Gudea Gudea at Auckland's Q Theatre tomorrow as part of the Tempo Dance Festival. If that interview raised issues for you, do contact Lifeline 0800 54 33 54.